Hey everybody, welcome to Shut Up with Nick and John. We're back. We're uh, having a good time watching a lot of football and we're continuing to pod. What's going on, John? Not too much, Nick. I'm really excited. This was a good week of football. I'm excited to talk about it. And uh, so we'll, this week we'll hit our usual recap of our last week's pick and whatnot, uh, hit our wins pool with our playoff predictions, followed by actually a few new segments this week we're going to try out. So uh, leave some comments if you guys care um, about them. That'll be cool. And then we'll talk about our uh, week 13 picks too. So let's uh, dive into it, Nick. Well, real quick, we appreciate actually we are we're starting to get some comments and that's where some of these gimmicks are going to come from. So we hope they work. We hope uh, we appreciate the comments. It tells us that you're listening. At least some people are listening. Uh, and that keeps us very happy and makes it more fun for us. For sure. So let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive into week 12 picks. I'm going to I'm going to rip my picks off like a bandaid because I had another 0 and 3 week. You hate when Boy, that happens. Hate to see that, folks. Yeah, so I mean, running running through some of what happened on week twelve, it's going to be bad news for me on multiple fronts. As one of my picks was the Steelers, and I want to I want to preface this by saying I didn't feel very good about any picks, which is a little bit why I picked the Steelers. And I thought that they got their bum game that they squeaky pulled it out against the Jags last week. It turns out they didn't quite get over that, even though the Broncos are a somewhat respectable team. Steelers shot themselves in the foot. They fumble into the end zone, fumble out of bounds after the James Conner long catch, nearly muffed a punt, and then Big Ben thinking he needed to win the touchdown or win the game on third down when he could have gone for fourth down. Yeah, and of course they pick this week after I give them praise and calling them the best team in the AFC last week. So. You jinxed them. You did that on purpose. Hey, hey, it worked, and the, Ra- and the Ravens won, so uh, a good, good game swing there. I'm going to go with the reverse jinx later. But my, my second pick end up doubling down I think but the Colts minus nine and a half against the Dolphins they did a little bit what I thought they would do is did got took care of business against another mediocre teams uh but just didn't take care of business enough and the Dolphins also gave that game away a little bit I didn't pay too much attention to that game comparatively or at least red zone didn't so uh I I just know the Colts came back uh ended up winning the game Dolphins still not great yet still in the playoff hunt yeah that was a really really exciting finish I went back and watched the uh uh, a replay of it and like the Dolphins had a 10 point lead with 13 minutes left and then the Colts the Colts scored 13 points in their last three possessions and the Dolphins were held to negative one yards in their last two possessions so the Colts really just finished them out while the Vinatieri went on does his magic with the game-winning kick as time expired so that was, that was a really good game not great Dolphins and then my last pick I'm very much regretting this one it's one of those you you learn from it and you're never going to make this mistake again is I had the Jags Minus three and a half at the Bills. The mistake being picking the Jags, not picking against the Bills. We're going to continue to do that. But the Jaguars are terrible. They're, they have to be one of the biggest disappointments this year, I think. What do you think? Uh, absolutely. I, well, honestly, ever since uh, Jalen Ramsey started running his mouth around like <laughs> week three or four, they've been absolute garbage, including him. Is it? Yeah, that's true. He, I mean, I, there was that one Kelvin Benjamin pass that he just couldn't take him down. I mean, Kelvin Benjamin, big guy, but... Jalen Ramsey is he doesn't look like a pro bowler this year, I'd say. Definitely not an all pro. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay. My picks are done. Let's move on to something else. All right. Well then we'll move on to my picks, which were actually uh quite a bit better. We'll get into it. Uh easy pick for me this week was Patriots minus nine and a half at the Jets. They won by fourteen. Um not too much to talk about with that game uh, yeah they did. I th- you stole that pick from me no wonder i didn't like any yeah. picks because the the obvious pick of the week was was that one 
Right. Uh, my second pick of the week was another right pick, which was the Buccaneers minus three and a half at home versus the 49ers. Like I said last week, just too much offense. Uh, and my week, third pick of the week was Panthers minus three and a half uh, at home versus the Seahawks. Um, pretty much I thought three and a half points was too little at home for the Panthers. Um, I was wrong. They lost by three. The Panthers, they should be a – they're still a good team. I'm convinced that they're still good. It's just that the Seahawks are the ones that have been underrated. They're, oh, yeah. I, I've actually been fortunate enough to get a lot of the Seahawks games here at home. So I've, I've seen that they, they are not a bad team. They're a very good team. They're, they're hot right now, and that's not a team you want to play when they're hot. Russell Wilson can be better than anyone when he's playing at his top level. Yeah, Russell Wilson looks like he's on fire again. Yeah, and he's he's a fourth fourth quarter machine. Uh huh. He's a uh, he's always been a fourth quarter machine. I think actually. Yeah. Yep. He likes to play from behind and, and win it win it late. So before we move on to uh, we we definitely want to dive take a pretty good dive into the um, playoff picture right now. A couple other things to talk about from week twelve, including the the hot game of the week was really the Packers Vikings the. Packers didn't really look great. The Vikings looked good enough, uh, pulled it out on Sunday night. Everybody's talking about Mike McCarthy. Uh, his uh, leash is ending. The ice that he is on is beginning to crack, and it's only a matter of time before he goes. Do we agree with that? I think so. What do you think? I, I mean, I think I think he should be gone at the end of this year as soon as their season's over, whether it be regular season or postseason. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, everyone knows the reasoning. He's had arguably the great, the most talented NFL quarterback, and maybe not the best, but the most talented quarterback that we've probably ever seen. Oh yeah, and they've only been to the championship game, the the world the World Series, the Super Bowl uh, once. So I mean, it's a failure. The Brewers almost made it to the World Series. Um, so we love our guy Aaron Rodgers which is why I'm coming I'm at least coming for the rescue for him and saying it's not even just Mike McCarthy I think if you look at this team that other than Devontae Adams uh Aaron Jones and half of Jimmy Graham's corpse that remains that he has his like one of the worst supporting casts all around I think that the shining moments that uh, MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling and Quanny State Brown. Look, think about that already. The, the couple of moments that they've had have been just because Aaron Rodgers is amazing, but those guys are actually trash. Yeah, but if you if you do think about it though, you just named his supporting cast as a good wide receiver, a decent tight end, and a decent running back. I mean, that's and with a great quarterback, that should be all you need. But it's just not coming together. And then they, they go and ship off his uh, best buddy to to Oakland this year and I'm sure that kind of messed with them yeah really I mean I think we're really just finding out that Aaron Rodgers is has the highest ceiling of all quarterbacks but he's not I mean everybody's going to compare him uh to Drew Brees and how Drew Brees is throwing to might as well be throwing to me right now uh and I'd be catching touchdown passes (laughs) let's not get carried away Nick hey I you and I've hooked up for a lot of touchdown passes right a few, a few, back in our heyday. <laughs> so anyways, I, I and Brady used to do the same thing. I think just Rodgers is not that same guy. If you just put decent guys around him, you're going to have a, I'm an amazing offense. Um, that it is what it is. Yeah, and I, I think we also have to remember he's playing on a bum knee. So let's, let's cut him a little slack. 
I mean, it should be fine by now, you'd think. It should be if he let it heal, but he's been playing on it every week and practicing, so it's not like he's taking time off during the week. That's true. He doesn't look completely normal, but other other Week 12 games include the Ravens got a good win against the Raiders, against the Raiders who are not great. Yeah, it's a win. We'll call it a win. I want a just quick yes or no answer. Uh, if Joe Flacco is healthy, should he start? Yes. Wow. I, I Not the answer I thought I was going to get, but... Really? No, I thought you'd I'm, I thought you'd say Lamar should keep it. No, 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 no. I do not like I mean the run game's fantastic right now, but we you can't rely on, you know, one one passing touchdown, two interceptions, and you know, maybe two hundred yards. I mean he's not playing against great teams, but he's two and zero. Well, he's playing against a, a good offense this week in the Falcons, so we need to be able to score points, and I'm not sure Lamar is ready to have to throw the ball down the field if he has to. Let's scoot on over then to our both our, our wins pool update, and then let's wrap it in a little bit with the, our playoff prediction. So, wins pool update. It's just a mediocre week for us. We both I went four and three. You went three and four. Uh, we had our two best teams on by, but the our how our teams are looking with our playoff prediction so far is I have three teams in the Pats, Chiefs, and Steelers. You've got two, the Rams and Chargers, and then there's the Bears, which both of us failed to pick. Shame on us. Yeah, that was that, that that was a big miss, but I mean hindsight because I don't think anyone would have taken the Bears as one of the top sixteen teams this year. We did do our uh, picks before, or excuse me, after Khalil Mack came over to the Bears too, right? Because he had that awesome week in Week One. We should have known. <laughs> yeah, didn't know. I think we must have done it before that because that's something we would have uh, we would have taken taken to heart. I think. No, I feel because we didn't. We we started Week Three, right? And he got traded before the season started. I think we messed up. I guess. Dang. What a, what a miss. So that's five of our 16 teams that are... We, we still feel very good about those teams making the playoffs. You're, you're probably going to pick up another team this week with the Texans. Um, they moved on to 8-3 and three with a win against the Titans last night, Monday night. Uh, so they have a two-game lead in the division. Um, they're 1-1 one one against the Titans, so there's no immediate tiebreaker there. Um, they already have a win against the Colts, um, and their schedule coming up is pretty easy, I guess. Uh, at home against the Browns, home against the Colts, at the Jets, at the Eagles, and finish the season home against the Jags. I, I thought that if they lost, and this would finally be our first week of having a difficult pick, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any complaints with this one. Uh, the next few weeks are going to what is it? We have three picks left. Four picks. No, four. Yep, we got four picks left. They're they're gonna they're getting dicey though. Teams we can eliminate that we have in our pool are the Falcons and Giants. Either team. Yep, yep. So you're going to have two non-playoff teams there. But I'm, I'm going to come up pretty close too, depending on how the Redskins are coming here. Yeah, the Redskins will come up. Um, you'll probably lose either the – well, definitely you're going to lose one of the Eagles or Packers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe both. So let's take that and look at the playoff picture, because that's going to be important for our wins pool. Because, it, it, like you said, it's starting to get very interesting. We've got four picks left, uh, two NFC wild cards, one AFC wild card, because we think the Chargers, no, not um, not out of the hunt with the Chiefs for that division, at least have a wild card spot. And then we also have the term, tumultuous NFC East. In my opinion, that uh, could be our next pick. The NFC East? Yep. I agree. I wow, so much for uh, argument and disagreement on this pod. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. I, I might have ruined it, but what, 
I think uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later uh, regarding the Cowboys, but that's who I think could take that division. I think the Cowboys, though, they look good. They do. They played a Redskins team that, other than missing their starting quarterback, is not terrible. They've just been completely middle-of-the-road mediocre, but, I mean, there are worse teams to win again against. Yeah, and I think the most surprising thing about that defense, and I don't, I don't want to say surprising because it's, it sounds like I'm not going to give the guy any credit, but how well Dallas's rookie linebacker Leighton Vander Esch is. He is been. good. I mean, he, he's so good, man. Next to Jalen Smith. Yeah, and just pairing him with the knowledge of uh, Sean Lee, they're very similar players, and Sean Lee has been one of when he's healthy, one of the best. So it's the perfect situation. That linebacker core is got to be up Filthy. there with one of the tops. Yeah, he looked extremely good against the Redskins. Yeah, Vander Esch is sixth in the NFL in tackles with ninety three. So I don't want to talk. Yeah, that's a lot of he's tackles. Like, oh, he, he's also got a uh, two interceptions. Huh? Did he? Did he have one against the Redskins, or was it a fumble recovery? I thought he had the ball at one point. Uh, maybe, maybe he did. He might have had one last week. Anyways, I don't want to dwell too much on the Cowboys, other than we like them. But the the other thing is the Redskins tied with them in record right now. Like I, I think there's a roadmap where the Redskins could finish three and two, and take that division if the Cowboys, who have the Saints this week, if the Cowboys also finish three and two, I think they have the tiebreaker, which helps. But it's not over. It, it's not over. But it could be. The Eagles are, and we'll taking a look at the grander. NFC just wild card race because I don't know that the Eagles will really no they will I'm gonna go back Eagles can win that division but I think in the greater NFC East picture they could be the sleeping giant they are the returning Super Bowl champs they are but and they're they're getting healthy I guess they're losing players but the players that are coming in are playing really well by the time they stop playing well I think the regulars should be healthy that makes sense I follow the logic yeah, so uh, but their schedule is not super favorable in my. I mean, they still have to play at the Cowboys, at the Rams, um, the Texans, who we just claimed as a as a most likely playoff team, and they finish the season on the road. Oh no, that is a pretty tough schedule. If they have a chance, it's going to have to be from being the sleeping giants, and they just they were like, "Wow, we actually need to play if we want to get back to the playoffs." Right. I don't know if sleeping giants is the best term to use uh, in this division, but. Um, <laughs> No pun intended. Was, the Giants do the Giants do appear to be sleeping during most of their games, but the the NFC East there's there's a great possibility that three teams finish eight and eight. Oh wow, yeah. I, well, the Giants need to win five out or all their, which I guess is possible. But I wouldn't. OBJ said they would do it. No, 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 no. Only three. I said three: Eagles, Redskins. Oh, oh, Cowboys. You mean the Giants aren't one of the three? No. <laughs> They lost. They lost. Their, they lost their eight and eight. I I gave up this week, Nick. <laughs> You're waving the white flag. It's over. Yeah, I give up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eli. That's a bummer because I was starting to just jump on the Saquon coattails. He's super good. A freak. He is a. Freak. I know. I know my grandma's not listening. So for anyone listening, I got my grandma Saquon Barkley jersey for Christmas. <laughs> Somebody's gonna tell her. Oh uh, nah! Don't tell her. I'll find out. So let's talk about the AFC playoff picture then. We have, I think, I mean, it's pretty open to me. 
that there's there's the Chiefs, sure. they're in. There's the first. Let's let's look at actually a little bit of a bye week stuff. That's what intrigues me here. Where the NFC, it's it's a two horse race, and then there's a third horse that's like pretty fast, but clearly not as fast as the other two. And the Bears compared to the Rams and Saints, of course. The AFC, we've got the Chiefs, and then there's maybe three, four other teams if you include the Chargers that are all looking like the next tier. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I couldn't have summed it up better. I, honestly, at this point, I'm with New England's got a tough schedule coming up. I'm not certain they're a lock for a bye. Mm-hmm. I'm not Houston. I they're they're gonna lose a few more games. I, they're they're not gonna finish with four or three or four losses. So I, I don't think they can. I get mean, a look at their schedule. That AFC South has such an easy schedule. Yeah, but they all like to beat up on each other. For me, I see I see Kansas City being the surest bye. Yes, oh, they're good. And and then for me, it, it's a toss-up between Pittsburgh and New England. It, it, it could come down to whoever wins that game this year at the end of the season. Was that week, week 16? And that's in Pittsburgh? Yes, that helps. That's a huge advantage. Yep. That's a huge advantage for Pittsburgh. I agree. I think I think that between those two teams, it's going to come down to that matchup. But I'm not... It, it'll be the tiebreaker. Exactly. But I'm not ready to... I think if you asked me two weeks ago, if you told me the Texans were going to be the two-seed, I would have laughed at you, but... Uh, I think the Texans could finish 12 and four, and that's going to be pretty tough to beat for the um, that seed. Oh, 12 and four, no way. Yeah, I, I I'll say 11 and five, absolute best case scenario. I'm bought into the Texans. I'm all in now. I think I've I've poo pooed them for a couple weeks, but they're good. Deshaun Watson looks good. Defense is good. They're fragile. Everyone on that team is usually hurt at the same time. They're they're due. Someone's going to get hurt. They already lost Will Fuller. That's the that, that was the someone. Yeah, but they went and got Demarius Thomas. They were fine. I agree though that they're 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 a defensive injury. Unfortunately, is on the horizon. But I'm not gonna. You can't predict injuries. So I think the Texans look good. Uh, last week I said the Colts have a chance of winning the division. Now I don't believe that anymore. They're going to have to fight their way to that intriguing wild card spot. Yeah, that six that six spots gonna be exactly that wild. It's gonna be fun. Uh, Ravens, Ravens still got a shot. Colts, Dolphins. I think the Bengals are out and uh, move the Broncos into into the top. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and take say the Bengals are out. Uh, They have a. I imagine they have a tough schedule remaining, uh, and they also just lost Andy Dalton. The Broncos are the Broncos are. If I'm gonna have a sleeping giant as the Eagles in the NFC, the Broncos are the sleeping giant in. The AFC. Coincidentally, they play each other this week. <laughs> Battle of Nick's Sleeping Giants. So that's a. I, I think we we pretty much hit the playoff race. It's going to get in, interesting in the AFC and the NFC is. I mean, we don't have to say too much. There's four teams that are going to going to go for the wild card spots. There's only one good remaining team, the NFC East. Okay, so now let's introduce a new gimmick, game segment, whatever you call it. Uh, this is. I don't know if this is going to work, but. Last week when uh, we were getting, we were preparing for this, we we do a little bit of prep work to uh, do these podcasts. I started naming off the ticket prices to John, or not naming them off, but asking him, what do you think is the highest and lowest price tickets uh, for coming up in the week? Just add, starting as low as. So here we're gonna, I'm gonna go through. We're gonna let John pick what he thinks is the most expensive game to attend this week, and also pick what he thinks is the cheapest game if you want to go on a road trip. Which one do you start with? 
Uh, I'm going to start with my cheapest game of the week. Cheapest game of the week. I'm going to go with... Where are we going this week? Uh, I should have looked at weather forecasts. Uh, uh, yeah. Where am I going this week? Too late. I'm I'm going with the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins as the cheapest game of the week. The Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins is actually twice as expensive as the cheapest game of the week. People want to go see. Oh the no! And the uh, people want to go watch twice the Bills. as expensive. <laughs> oh oh, there's only one team that it could possibly be. One team as the cheapest. There's only one team that's playing at home that it could possibly be that's selling tickets that cheap. Cheaper than the Dolphins. And that's the Jackson and that's the Jacksonville it Jaguars. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts at the Jags. The cheapest game of the week, Colts at Jags. You can get tickets as low as fourteen dollars. Wow. Is that standing room? Do they have standing room at that stadium? Did you check? Let me double check because yeah, they do have they do have the hot tubs. Upper nope, it's up upper upper deck. Yep. At the fifty yard line. <laughs> If uh, too bad we're not on our way to Jacksonville, we can go watch Andrew Luck play against Cody Kessler. Dang, Indy fans should travel. Yeah, really. So let's. Oh, uh, another cheap game this week is the Broncos at Cincinnati. That's only nineteen. What is the uh, Jets at Titans? That that was going to be my. Uh, I think my third pick for cheapest. Thirty, as was Buffalo, Miami. Did I not say that already? I don't know. Oh, uh, you, you may have. The yeah, Jets Tennessee. That's also low, but. I think the big thing is just the Jags have a pretty small bit fan base anyway, so that's what did them in. Yep, very true. And they, they even when they're good, they never have great turnout. So let's move on to what's the most expensive game of the week. This was this was a toss up for me. There was okay. two that I was I was very 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 torn between, and I'll start with the one I think is not the most expensive. I'm pretty. You say it's the second most expensive. I'm guessing the second okay. most expensive game of the week is the Vikings at the Patriots. The Vikings at the Patriots is not the second most expensive game of the week. Then it's the most expensive, and the second most expensive is the Saints at Cowboys. You nailed that one. You got, yes! You got them backwards. Uh, and that, it, it, to clarify, what keeps screwing us up is the you can get standing room tickets for 39 but upper deck, or yeah, upper deck seats, 154 yeah, we're talking real tickets here, people. But you were, it's quite a difference between the ticket prices that uh, Vikings at New England, 215. 215. 215. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I can see that, though. I mean, that's quite a bit. Because, I mean, if there's another game. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's not the Sunday night game. That's an afternoon game, isn't it? No, that's too steep for an afternoon game. If it was Sunday night, maybe. So I'm going to give you... There, there's also one other notable game that's expensive. The rest are between 30 and 60. Uh, So we're looking for the number three most expensive? Yeah, but there's no way you're going to get this. It would be like... It would be number seven for me, probably. Something like that. All right, so then it's not the Redskins at Eagles. No, it's a random game. Uh, Let me look at the schedule. Well, I'm going to pick one more game, and it is the... It's in the West. Uh, it's in the West. Uh, oh, gosh. That really, so uh, let's see. I'm going down the list. You've got 49ers Seahawks. It is 49ers Seahawks. Because the only other one was Chiefs Oakland. Nobody's going to Oakland. <laughs> yep. Strangely, yeah, strangely, 121 for that one. Well, I guess, does, does Seattle always sell out? Maybe. People do go to their Seattle games, so that helps. 
good fans up there. I've never been, and I'm excited to go. But good fans up there from watching on television. Yeah, I mean they've they're one of them that one of the teams that pride themselves on the twelfth man. For sure. You know what I thought? It, actually, it is the big like because a couple of years ago the 49ers and Seahawks had quite the rivalry. So I guess that still that flame is still lit. Yeah, that's funny you say that. Doesn't Seattle have a nice torch at the top of their stadium? Uh, is it a torch? What do they do at the beginning of games? Is there... I know they raise the flag, but isn't there like a big like lantern in front of them or something? I can't remember. Darn. They definitely have a pregame ritual though up there with like the Vikings and whatnot. Yeah. All right, so we talked about some of the games for uh, the week now. Let's roll into what our picks of the week are, and then we're going to introduce the shut-up pick of the week. But before that, the picks. Do you want to you start us off? Yeah, I'm going to start us off. Uh, we'll kind of do it like golf. Whoever has the uh, best last week will <laughs> start the next week. My first pick of the week is going to be the Steelers, minus 3.5 versus the Chargers. Last week, we were kind of talking about it. The Steelers, a little fluky. Um, they're not going to have four turnovers again. Um, it's just very, very unlike, unlikely. Uh, the Chargers lose Melvin Gordon to an MCL sprain. Um, and I'm not really sure Austin Eckler is going to be the greatest uh, rushing back for them. I know they have uh, Justin Jackson, the rookie from um, Northwestern, um, but I don't think he can do too much against the Steelers D either. No, I agree. Because the Steelers, although they lost, their defense played really well last I week. I agree. Um, the the <laughs> I have two funny tidbits, which I agree with everything you said. But the first one is I have a funny counter argument uh, where you said the Steelers are not going to turn the ball over four times. Big Ben was asked about he has a he's second in the league in interceptions with 12. He's asked about that. And he said, I mean, I'm not going to change the way I play. If I throw interceptions, I'm a gunslinger, whatever. <laughs> Just going to play through it. <laughs> he's exactly right. Yeah. Why He shouldn't have to apologize. But I wouldn't rule out four, four turnovers for sure, because <laughs> a little bit of what Big Ben's saying there. Uh, the second thing is, I think the Chargers, I agree that the Chargers are going to really lose Melvin Gordon. That guy has been very good this year. I saw some segment about his his percentage of touches in that offense is one of the highest in the league, and I agree that Austin Eckler is not going to handle it by himself, and apparently their backup is also a little Austin Eckler-like, so I like the pick. Yeah. Cool. I uh, figured you would. Uh, my second pick of the week is uh, we'll actually stay in the AFC North. Uh, the Broncos minus three and a half at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we mentioned earlier uh, Andy Dalton on the IR. Jeff Driscoll is going to start. And I think the Broncos will just keep rolling after a high emotion win. I don't think they're going to have that uh, that fall or from the high that they uh, they have right now. There's still no word on A.J. Green, whether he's healthy or not. Um, Cincinnati at this point, no Andy Dalton. Uh currently out of playoff contention not not out of contention but out of a playoff spot probably just keep aj green healthy for as long as possible um that would be my suggestion yeah, the Bengals are washed this one seems easy but i want to caution the how much better is andy dalton than jeff driscoll i'm not sure like i i think andy dalton's better but i don't think he's that good i don't know that they're gonna lose that much going to jeff driscoll We'll find out. I mean, we don't really have much uh, tape to compare them, and we're not watching tape. So right. that's a that'd be my only caveat. That plus it's a home favorite, or excuse me, home dog. So there's always that. But I I like the pick again. And then my third pick of the week, I'm gonna follow your uh, advice of taking the gut, which you gave me last week, which failed miserably as you went zero and three. Ah, Lord, I can't believe I'm saying this. Give me the Browns plus six and a half at the Houston Texans. 
Uh, Houston's two and three against the spread at home this season, which is respectable. But Cleveland's playing for pride, man. And if there's one thing Cleveland does have, it's pride. They've got potential to not be the worst team in the AFC North for the first time in a few years. Um, so I think Baker's got this team jazzed up. He's he's all over the all over the news, getting on spats with people. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see not only a Cleveland cover, but a Cleveland win. The three-game win streak in Cleveland for the Browns for the first time since week 10 of 2014. As Browns, as Browns fans should start saying, if you're not last, you're first. Exactly. <laughs> that is, you couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. Oh, I love it. I love it. That should be the new name of our podcast. And, and just reading through this now, I, I missed the Texans on an eight-game win streak. They've got to lose eventually. Why not to the Browns? It's not going to be the Browns. I don't like this pick. I think the Texans, I, like I said earlier, I'm bought into the Texans. I think they're good. I think the Browns are also fine. Ugh, I can't believe I said the Browns are fine. Now I see why you had a tough time taking this pick, but the Texan, Texans are going to be good. They're going to go to nine wins. They're going to make it look easy. And the Browns are going to be playing from behind. I think Baker, he's, he's looking pretty hot right now. But I don't know. I'm still not convinced about Baker. If I think if there's a time I want to see Baker, it's from behind. That dude just loves throwing the football, so just let him do it. Maybe that could. We're low key thinking, leaning into now that game being one of the more interesting ones of the week. Is that a is that a one o'clock game? Let's see. Yeah, it looks like it's a one o'clock game. Okay, it'll be it'll be in the mix. So let's jump over to my picks. I felt terrible about my picks last week. I uh, subsequently went 0-3. You almost prefer that to happen on a week where you don't feel good than the week when you do feel good. So I'm feeling very good about my picks this week. We're going 3-0, and running straight with a hot take first, and that's the Cowboys' 7.5-point favorites at the Saints. I'm not making the same mistake I did with the Bills uh, earlier in the season, but I'm also going to pick the Cowboys, not with my pick here. But I'm going to say the Cowboys win this game and upset the Saints at home. What do you think about that pick? Damn, that is fuego. On fuego, Nicholas. Cowboys are going to beat the Saints? Is that what you're telling me right now? That's what I'm telling you. I think the Cowboys might have a... If you're going to beat the Saints, which somebody has beat them this year, I think the Cowboys have the formula that might be necessary to do it. So the Saints lost a shootout to the Buccaneers in the first game of the year, which... Yeah, just just be mindful of who you, who you're comparing the Cowboys' offense to. The the Buccaneers are the most prolific offense in football right. this year. They average more yards than they average more yards than anyone. Um, so I'm not really going to use that as Dak, Dak Prescott's not going to do that. And but what I'm saying is, I think that if there's anybody that's equipped to slow down the Saints, all you have to do is you have to slow them down, and then you're going to have to play lights out offense. I'm more worried about the offensive side because I'm going to say that this game is going to be under as well, that the, the Cowboys will slow the Saints down. Where this pick goes wrong is if the Cowboys can't get Zeke going, have to rely a little bit more on Dak than they need to be, and just the offense, the passing game specifically um, just falters a bit, and then the Saints, you know what they do. What What, what is the over-under on that? Oh, good question. I have no idea. Off the top of my head. So you're taking the under without knowing it. Good it, to know. It, that's just the gut side of that. I, I I don't think there's going to be that many points, and I bet that I'm thinking that the lines are the over under is going to be somewhere in the 50s, and I think it'll be closer to the 40s. Come on, don't. I I do I do love, love the analysis of the Cowboys got to slow them down. There's you can't let Drew Brees just march up and down the field, and to do that you have to have a run game. Um, so you nailed that. 
seven and a half points is way lower than I was expecting. Uh, I thought it would be maybe 11 and a half because the Saints have, I mean, I know they didn't score too many, too many points last week. So I'm thinking I do like the Cowboys playing them close, closer than anybody recently for the most part, but I don't know if they cover seven and a half. Well, I'm thinking the Cowboys win the game because, but they're going to cover seven and a half. The Zeke's Zeke's gotta eat, gotta eat. They have to win time of possession or else they're because the Saints are also very good at time of possession right now. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, they don't need it. They don't need time to score. That's what makes them so scary. Them and the Rams, well, and the Chiefs, the top three teams right now. I mean, they can just score on whim. But in the same way you said the Texans are due for a loss, I think the Saints are a little bit due for a loss too. I think there's a big difference there. Yeah, um, that's leadership. You you look at the quarterbacks of those two teams, Deshaun Watson and Drew Brees. I, I don't really know if that's comparable. Okay, that's fair. But I'm still picking the Cowboys. Let's roll to my, my All right, what's your second, second pick? pick is the Falcons. One and a half point favorites at home against your Ravens. Boo! Yeah, I didn't think you'd like this pick, but the Falcons are, I mean, they're washed a bit too. But it's just one of those, they're going to be at home. They're playing against a team that hopefully will start Joe Flacco. But they're playing a team that is also a little up and down. Um, I don't know. I think the Falcons will be... They'll get their offensive mojo going, and I don't think the Ravens can score enough points. So basically, this this is like a gut feeling for you, not too much statistically going into it. Well, I think the Falcons' offense is better than the Ravens' offense by more than the Falcons' defense is worse than the Ravens' defense. There's your analysis. With that, I guess I can I can respect it. Do you, is there any stat behind it, or is that also gut? Fine, just it's gut. I'm gonna get it wrong again. Stop <laughs> me. Let's go to my let's go to my mortal lock of the week. No, I, I don't I don't hate that pick, Nick. It's a it's a you know just an average game that I'd probably stay away from. Maybe, but I'm taking it and I'm I'm reversing my mortal lock of the week via picking a team that screwed me last week and doubling down on a team that also somewhat screwed me last week, but still was a little bit right. Taking the Colts three and a half point favorites of the Jags. The Jags are officially washed, as are multiple teams on this podcast, apparently. The Colts are taking care of business against bad teams, only this time they are three-and-a-half-point favorites as opposed to nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Look for Andrew Luck to come down there, throw three more touchdown passes. Defense looks good, gets the job done. Cody Kessler just went 0-16 last year. Take the Colts. They're going to win. How's that analysis? More to lock it. Uh, Nailed it. Nice. So let's... Go into uh, our our final uh, talk point of the of the podcast. Our, our new shut up pick of the week. I'm want to tell them what our shut up pick of the week is. I'm really excited about this, Nick. Yeah. So the the shut up pick of the week is the game we have decided is best to stay away from. So shut up. Don't talk to us about it, and we're not going to talk about it to you. So this was inspired by my dad. He had an idea that we needed a gimmick. We needed a shut up pick of the week. And then we brainstormed at first. We said, well, what pick are we not going to take? And that's just like taking, picking what pick we're going to take. So we said, what pick do we not want to touch at all? Either side. Don't talk to us about it. Just shut up. And that game is Carolina Panthers minus three and a half points at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think we did a little bit of research into this other than our gut that we've been following recently. Uh, the Panthers are one and four against the spread on the road this season. Um, so you give a point to the Bucks there. Carolina has lost three games in a row. 
give a point to the Bucks there. But can they really lose four in a row? The, we, we mentioned it earlier. Carolina is a great team. Cam Newton is a fantastic quarterback. Christian McCaffrey is one of the most unbelievable weapons in football. I Just give Christian him the McCaffrey. ball. He's so good. I think in PPR leagues, he got like something like oh, yeah. 44 points this week, which was awesome because I have him in that league. The reason I'm sa- I think this is a good shut up pick of the week is everything's kind of leaning Tampa's way right now. They're at home. Their offense is playing well, but you know, the Panthers are still a better team. Yeah, but this is an, o- this is an obvious Buccaneers is a easy, you don't know what's going to come out of them. And the Panthers are a, we still think they're pretty good, but I think we need a gut check to make sure if they're good. So I'd say if the Panthers are definitely a good team, they'll go into Tampa, they'll get the job done. If they are not, the Buccaneers have the potential to show up and crush them or, you know, this game could just go any number of ways. So stay away from it. Yep. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So that, uh, that ends our chat today. Eager for another, uh, great week coming up. This is turning into the most boring send off that you have had yet. John, spice it up and give the, give the listeners something interesting. Give the listeners something interesting. Okay, this is my interesting take. Riverboat Ron gets fired at the end of the season because the Panthers finish 8-8. Eight and eight. That's definitely an interesting take that I, uh, I don't agree with. But They started 6-2. and two, They will finish 2-6. and six. Riverboat Ron, goodbye. That'll be sad. Everybody likes Riverboat Ron. We'll find out. All right, so everyone, cheers and have a good one. Because it hurts when you hurt somebody.